Hello, and welcome to Woman on Fire podcast, episode number five, I think. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and I'm starting to lose track, which is kind of exciting because that means we're been doing a few. And then, yeah, today's actually an interview with our third guest ever on the podcast. I've got a dear friend who I'm really excited to get on here with you guys. I've been trying to get here, her here for a while. Um, we're making it happen. She's a beloved sister here who lives on Oahu. And we met through, I think it was at a birth is when we first met for the first time. Yeah. And so birth work brought us together and she does lots of wonderful amazing things so i'll let our friend annie here introduce herself <laughs> welcome annie. great thank you <laughs> yeah. thank you i'm really happy to be here so thank you i'm so very excited to share and um talk with you today and i'm just um just really thrilled to share and um, my name is dr annie derricks i'm a naturopathic physician and i also I'm a pelvic therapist, and so I work within both those spaces. I went to school in Portland, Oregon, and um, graduated from school there, and then returned home to Oahu just a few years ago. So it's been really wonderful to come and share this medicine um, here on Oahu. Yeah, we're so lucky to have you and your multifaceted, multi-talented self in the community. <laughs> yeah, so... Of the many, many things that Annie could talk to us about here today, the first thing I'm really interested in diving into with her is, uh, well, pelvic floor therapy or pelvic floor health in general, because that's one of her specialties. So, you know, I don't have any specific angle I'm trying to get at other than just I feel like pelvic floor, anything, is highly underrated and highly under-discussed and acknowledged, and I just want to increase the awareness of that in general. And another thing is I realize people start becoming more aware of their pelvic floor after childbirth, and that's great. That's definitely a very relevant time to, you know, be in tune with your pelvic floor, but I also want to invite people to like, oh, hey, you have a pelvic floor all the time. So it's relevant all the time throughout your life. So I'm also interested in diving <laughs> into, yeah, you know, it's relevance throughout our life stages. So yeah, that's, you know, my only agenda in this conversation with you today. <laughs> so wherever Wonderful. you want to take us. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I'm curious about is how did you even hear about pelvic therapy or anything in that realm? Because it's um, one of those things where I think so many women don't even know it exists. So I'm just mm -hmm. so curious. Yeah, it, at least the first time I can really recall it creeping into my life, like very aware of it was at a doula training. Of course, it would be a doula training. Yeah, there was you know, it was a three-day training, and every morning, one of the wise women there would start our sessions with a yoga class, and that class incorporated a pelvic floor practice, and so, yeah, that's when it very clearly ended up on my radar, uh, so, yeah, it was at a time when we were talking about birth stuff, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've never. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just kind of kept diving um, into it because I'm like, hey, I, I don't have kids, but I always have a pelvic floor. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because I, so I went to school in Portland, Oregon to the National College of Natural Medicine, and I was in the midwifery program and in the naturopathic program, and I had never heard about it. And one time on our naturopathic midwifery conference that they have annually this woman named Tammy Kent was a speaker there and she had a book she wrote a book it's called wild feminine and I remember looking at the book and she was on a panel of speakers and I'm looking at her book and it talks about pelvic 
massage. And I, and I just had my mind blown, like vaginal massage. I was like, what is that? And I admit that initially I was actually um, adverse to it. Like I was like, what is this? And then I listened to her speak and she was just amazing. I read her book and I was just like, I want this, I need this. And so the first time I ever received this sort of pelvic work was in 2011. And this is before I ever had any child. So, and at that point, I would say that something was activated in me that I had laid dormant my whole life. I didn't even know there was this part of myself that I connected with because I had never been in, inhabited that part of my body before. And for me, it's, and I guess that started my, my interest in this space. And from there, I had two children. I worked with Tammy. Um, I've, I've taken her courses and I've seen her for myself personally. And from there, I've studied with more teachers, including Lynn Schulte, who runs the Institute for Birth Healing. And I've just continued to connect with the space and really create space for other women to do the same. And so pelvic floor therapy, I find is so amazing in that it can really look to address things like trauma or um, other things that can be going on, like um, difficulty with urination or urine leakage, even bowel leakage, pelvic pain, cystocele, rectocele, you name it. Whatever, I would say, physical pathologies women are having, it's an amazing way to support health in that space. And then it goes even further to really the energetics of our, of our bodies and connecting with that space. So it's very much both a physical therapy and also very much an energetic therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is that something the energetic side of it, um, that holistic approach, is that something you find most pelvic floor therapists incorporate or is that just happens to be your well-rounded approach to it? Well, that's a great question. And so in general, most pelvic floor therapists really are very much hands-on and it's less of the energetic space, either with the classes that I've taken or other pelvic floor therapists that I've experienced, that's it's much more cut and dry. <laughs> that's what I would mm. say. Um, which is also why I was so thankful for Tammy Kent's work because she's very much more about the energetics of the space. While you are absolutely addressing common issues in the pelvis, including fascial pulls and twists, organ alignment, muscular tension, because all of those really do contribute to hormonal health, right? If there's tension in the pelvis and there's a lack of blood flow, which means there's a lack of hormonal flow and that can affect the pelvic space and really the whole body, our whole hormonal health is based in our pelvis. And so it's really wonderful to be able to use the energetics of this medicine and then also use the hands-on skills. But it, the wonderful part about it is that uh, much of the, the therapy can also be done even from, from a distance, especially given the time that we're in. So you can even be doing a lot of the work, the connecting to the space from afar. And then you can also, for those who, who will benefit from it, do hands-on work. So there's really both, both aspects to this. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to imagine this you know pelvic floor support not incorporating the energetic aspects of it because it's you know such an intimate delicate part of ourselves that you know you know it's not just usually just out in the open whoever we decide to engage in conversation about this part of our body is like you know that's got a, that's a special relationship <laughs> so I'm glad that you do and you know embrace the holistic approach. Um, and I want to kind of harp on something you said that was really mind-blowing, but I love it. it you know, that increasing the blood flow to your pelvic space is thus conversely increasing the hormonal flow because, duh, the hormones are in the blood. But that's not 
usually what people think of. But yeah, of course, increase the circulation. You know, you're not just, you know, bringing in more oxygen, which of course is vital, but hello, the hormones. Yeah, that could be constricted or cut off or not be reaching the places they need to as much. Wow. Absolutely. Right. And it says there's that same stagnation that can lead to things like, you know, hemorrhoids or other pathologies that really just show that there's a lack of movement in the fluids in the, in the pelvis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So what are some of the most common things that people come to you for? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because what people come to me for isn't always I would say like what we end up working on, so to speak, or ends up being that and so much more. So most commonly when I see um, women in my practice, they are coming to me for either preparing for childbirth. So we're working together and really giving the body and releasing any tension that there is in the pelvic space, making sure all the bones are moving adequately, that the pelvic floor is really relaxed and that's always what i say with a pelvic floor is a relaxed pelvic floor is a strong pelvic floor as opposed to needing to do all these different exercises in order to have a smooth deli vaginal delivery um, really it, it's a connected pelvic floor if you can connect to your pelvic space then that is a strong pelvic floor so oftentimes i'm working with women before before birth Ooh, to prepare before you go for to the birth. next one Sorry, that was just great. You just keep blowing my mind that a relaxed pelvic floor is a strong pelvic floor, but that has to do with connection. Has to do with connection. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not just because, well, if I don't engage the muscles, then they must be relaxed. Or if I just don't pay attention to it, then they must just always be relaxed and soft. But now that you need the connection. Ah, mm -hmm. And that's really the key is that, that mind-body connection, that that's a part of your body. And so absolutely. And then the other part that women come to me most often for is postpartum healing. So either they're noticing that now after they've had a child, regardless of whether or not they've had a C-section or they've experienced a vaginal delivery, they are noticing maybe that they are having pelvic pain, low back pain, that they're leaking urine, that they are having pain with sex, or they have a rectocele or a cystocele, um, any of those, or prolapse. Organ prolapse is another big one. Mm -hmm. Those are the most common reasons. So really before birth and postpartum, it's kind of those two events in life that really make us connect with that space on some level. If, if we've mm -hmm. ignored it this whole time, at that time, you will at least have to think about it in a different way than you ever did before. Right. It, at that point, there's, it's hard to kind of ignore it <laughs> anymore. Mm -hmm. It makes itself known very obviously. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and I think also it's like those are almost the things that need to occur for women to have permission to get that kind of work, to, to even know that that would be something that they could do, or maybe that's how they even learn that it exists, is that they're having difficulties in this space and they realize that they could use support and that th at that point they're finding out that this even exists and maybe before they didn't even know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right back to the words that you use to share your story of connecting with your pelvic floor and your, you know, I'll just say Yonia, all of it, um, where you said it was like, you had never inhabited that part of your body before. So it was a total reconnection or just, yeah, connecting to it. So can you imagine like a part of our bodies that we're just never using or not using to its full potential? Like our fingers, when we're little, like, you know, we have to develop the skills of dexterity and how to really use our fingers to pick things up and hold them in the spoon and eat and all those things, right? But imagine if we just spent our entire lives thinking that fingers were just to like, only there to suck our thumbs that's all they're good for you know like what? oh my gosh there's so much more you could do with your hands <laughs> that's like what I'm thinking here with the the pelvic floor it's like it's highly under uh, acknowledged and engaged with and there's so much power there that is yet to be unlocked so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's the root of our, literally the root of our power is our root. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll share a super short story of that you just reminded me of with myself as far as my experience with pelvic floor. So I told you the first time it was really kind of introduced to me. Um, and then I was at one point some years later going through like my first major breakup, like my entire reality was shattering and I was a total mess. <laughs> um, and then I was moving as well. And I was driving up to the house to pick up all my things. And on the way there, while I was driving, I kind of, just intuitively, I didn't really think about it. I just kind of started engaging my pelvic floor. And my goodness, Annie, in that moment, I felt so much more grounded than I had been throughout that whole crazy process. So just like you're saying, Mm -hmm. it's our root. That was so epic for me to feel that. It's like every time I engage and consciously connected into that aspect of myself, it's like, whoo, I could find, feel my center so much more than I had been throughout that whole tornado of a breakup. <laughs> so yeah, that, you know, was so eye-opening for me. I had no idea. It's like, oh, wow, the pelvic floor can help me stay grounded. All right. Yeah. And yeah. actually you speak to a much, much bigger topic that really any stress, any stress that we're going through, that connecting to this space will help create core resonance. You really activate core resonance in your whole energy. So from, so, so that way your whole energetic space is completely different. So rather than being in a reactionary space, we're really in a resonance space, which is really the seat of power, right? When we're fully connected. And so that's another thing that we'll do is we'll work on things that are causing someone stress or upset and from that space really look to the pelvis to ground that energy and then bring in what we want to manifest so to speak or what we want the pelvis to grow because by its very nature the uterus and that space grows whatever we place there so whether we we can do that energetically or even in our mind's eye and we can place it in that space knowing and trusting that with all of our our being that our body knows how to amplify what we what we want when we when it's placed in our seat of power Mm, yeah and I can only suspect that that's a big part of what you engage with people who are preparing for childbirth is diving into all those things that they might have stored in their pelvic space yes and absolutely and so even for anyone regardless of whether they're going to have a baby, one of the biggest things is clearing the energetics of the pelvic space, which in turn clears the physical of the energetic space. Meaning when we're clearing out energetically, we're also clearing out the fascial pulls and fascial tension. We're clearing out the muscular muscular tension that we're holding. And so absolutely, that's a big part of it is connecting with that space and mindfully, you know, walking around the pelvic bowl and clearing what no longer is serving us. As women, we tend to hold. We hold stress for other people. We hold for our partners, for our friends, for our family, for our communities. And oftentimes that space can really become congested with all of these things that aren't even our own. And so actively going through that space, clearing that space, and then bringing in what we do want is really just a vital act of, of um, just power and self-expression in a way that I certainly never learned before. And for most women, it's definitely a first time. Um, the womb is really the doorway where women have access to spirit at all times. But in general, we've closed this doorway for fear or trauma or just the limited roles that we receive as women, maybe shame you name it. And so even just starting on the path of reconnecting, even just even thinking about the idea that you could connect to that space is already revolutionary for most women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The acknowledging of how powerful it is, the acknowledging of the potential that is there to tap into. Agreed. Mm-hmm. That in and of itself, is, it's the crucial key to this. Mm-hmm. 
And then from there on, it's just the journey to dive in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just like the therapy really, it's with the body, but it can transcend the body and just interface in the realm of energy and spirit because that literally is what, where we hold that space anyway. In our womb, it's mm. the doorway to spirit. Yeah, exactly. That, the recognition of that, that there is wisdom there to tap into, that that is a channel for us to tap into, you know, that inner wisdom, the universal wisdom to receive guidance from. And that sometimes things can stand in our way or being able to clearly hear that, those messages that's thank you for bringing that up um, because I know for me it took me a long time to realize that to really acknowledge that the pelvic space oh wow how things can get stored there that concept in itself you know it wasn't one I just always knew you know that could hold tension there or repress emotions or thoughts or feelings in there uh but we can see it all around where how those things manifest themselves physically, right? The abrupt, there's so many women who, you know, painful cramps or they have various types of growths or all these imbalances with the entire womb space. Yeah. Reminds me of um, the book, uh, Woman's Body, Woman's Wisdom, where, you know, the OB woman who wrote the book she might be an OB but she's holistic in her approach and she's like well sure I can cut out your fibroid but you know let's also talk about you know your relationship with your family or yourself or food or sexuality (laughs) right it's like I could cut it out but they might just keep coming back if we don't get to the root of what's going on yeah Uh, Dr. Christian Northup that's an amazing book I love that book yeah that is not a sponsored plugin. I just, I just love that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she was really the first in mainstream medicine to even talk about those topics. Mm-hmm. Right. She went, she totally put it all on the line to go out in public and say things that kind of freaked people out. You know, she talked about emotions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And energy. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, tell us more about your journey into pelvic floor therapy and offering that to your community. Yeah, and so so other aspects or other things that I'll work on with women in this space is realigning the birth field and flow. And so this is something that I learned to do with Tammy Kent, and ultimately. We can go back, and it's the energetics, it's kind of the shamanism of birthing, but we can go back either to our own birth experience when we were born and or the birth of our children, and we can align the energy regardless of how the birth went and the birth outcome. You can actually clear that space to bring more harmony and really it's realigning the birth field and thus flow. And that's one of the other aspects that we'll do. And I find that to be really, really helpful in healing from um, birth loss, for example, or just traumatic births in general, even miscarriage, you name it. It's really just going through that space and honoring that process and then really allowing ourselves to be held by the great mother and bringing the birth flow and the energy and medicine for your life and for the life of your child. And so that's another aspect of this medicine of how far you can take it. As I said, it's very much the kind of medicine where you can either just do the hands-on physical work or you can dive in to so many different realms from this space, from working here. And there's so many aspects that we can bring healing and medicine to. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Here's this major muscle, the uterus that does so much and sometimes is underused or um, maybe overused, who knows, but it definitely deserves a lot more attention 
especially like you mentioned miscarriages that's yet another aspect of womb care and women's experiences that is kind of just you know brushed under the rug like they say I think that's the expression Mm -hmm. something like that you know it's like okay well let's just get past it real quick and just focus on the next baby you know without like how do you actually process that? How do we really talk about the, the profound pain and discomfort and, you know, whatever, these taboo conversations, um, but that often, you know, not talking about these things leaves people in the dark when they are experiencing it. And it doesn't serve, you know, our fellow humans going through miscarriages where they're like, well, I don't know what to do. How do I, what do I do with this experience? So I know you were wanting to dive into that and how that relates to your work and how you support people through those experiences. So yeah, absolutely. First, I'll just speak to the, to the idea of it really being so taboo as is most things in the pelvis Mm -hmm. is so taboo. (laughs) And especially considering that so many women experience them, it's almost outrageous. And, and really when we are, when, when a woman has experienced a miscarriage, she really is postpartum and goes through the energetics and physicalities of being postpartum. But there's such a lack of community to hold her through that as compared to if it was a full-term birth or a different experience being postpartum. And so what I find with most women who who have experienced miscarriages is that either, like you said, it's very much just like push it under the rug or it's uncomfortable and scary to allow themselves to feel what their body is wanting to express and or the full emotions of that, or they're really needing someone to midwife them, so to speak, through the process, the emotional process of what that is, because ultimately they still had a spirit come through their body and they birthed that body. And so a big part of healing that is going to be acknowledging the spirit that came through their body. And so what I find on an energetic space is that oftentimes the spirit is still stuck in their body. And it's actually by clearing And birthing the spirit intentionally, this energetics of the spirit that they then can connect with that spirit and receive the medicine or the message that it has for that woman in that time. Because ultimately, that's also what any child brings when they come through a woman's body is there's a medicine, there's a gift for that woman. And so how do we not just traverse the miscarriage, but then also guide a woman and help her get to that other side of receiving that medicine and that um, gift that that child also brings. It's a, it's like, it's the other side of miscarriage. But if we're going to do that, then we have to be willing to also um, be with those emotions and process those emotions kind of coming through you almost like, um, I always think of big, when big, heavy emotions come through, it's kind of like a deluge, like, you know, when the, the rain just comes and it pours hard, but if you stay with it, it ends, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's part of it too, is being with whatever it is that you're feeling. And oftentimes in order to go to those spaces and be with those places and emotions, we, we need help. We need someone, like I said, to midwife us through that and really just be with us. Someone who knows that we'll make it to the other side. Someone who mm-hmm. can just lead you in the, in the direction, one foot in front of the other, even when it feels too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you said earlier, kind of like the shaman, you know, the someone to hold the space, to sit with you during the, all the challenges of it. And it's not just trying to get you through it so you can just be done because it's too uncomfortable to sit with it um but yeah it sounds like you are there to be with people and help them you know engage with all of it you know even the hard parts but it's through that willingness to sit with it all that people can grow through it the most right and tease out the wisdom from it or the insights or whatever they need to get out of those moments 
um, to really grow from them and not just grow over it and then stuff it somewhere deep inside them to bottle up forever until it manifests in some other way so Mm -hmm. wow yeah this is amazing that this is where the conversation of pelvic floor therapy has taken us (laughs) so it's amazing insight to your approach and how you support people holistically and you know considering all aspects of their journey yeah yeah, I mean, a big part of it is following the body. The body will take us where it wants to go. And the medicine for women is right there. So it's really about helping and supporting women connecting with that space because they inherently know what is best for them and what is the right choice, so to speak, or what action they need to take. And it's really about holding that space for a woman to go there and trust that they can and know that they can. And so in that, in that way, we'll, you know, we go as far as that woman is ready to go or it takes her wherever she's ready to be and wherever she mm-hmm. needs to be. Mm-hmm. And then some level it makes me think of birth too, right? Because, you know, you trust this process and you remember that, oh, there's actually power in the process to get to the other side. It's the same idea with, working in the pelvic space in general not necessarily has to be during labor itself but it can be at another point in time where you know a lot of it is like well why even do this work right why even bother (laughs) you know if I don't have to or um, what's the benefit and really the benefit is that increased connection that living your truth that stepping into a greater place of power whatever that is for you because only your body knows what that is for you. Um, And there's all these gifts on the other side of that work to connecting to this space. And it's kind of one of those things where it's been completely ignored. It's completely taboo. It's entirely out of topic. And even just talking about how do we care for and love our pelvic space, how do we care for and love our vaginas is so taboo. You know, even that is such an act of rebellion in our day. And you, it almost seems like it shouldn't be, you know, like, shouldn't we be so advanced and far beyond this? But really, this is where the work is. Absolutely. The work is really connecting in this space. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, you're like, oh, I love this. You're like an activist, but it's really not in the like direct conventional understanding of an activist, but it's through your service that you are indirectly activating for, you know, women's empowerment and individuals uh, uprising by embracing their power through these kinds of support that you're talking about you know i mean what you're saying with the miscarriages is like you are inviting people to fully reframe all the assumptions that we by and large have mostly grown up with um in these modern cultures where you know it's just oh it's a bad thing something went wrong you know we don't want to talk about bad things because they make us too uncomfortable and it's not a good thing and you know so just look the other way it's just easier to look the other way but it's really not it's just gonna linger there until you finally look at it (laughs) so yeah you're helping reframe this taboo subject but like you said everything related to the pelvis nowadays is just taboo (laughs) it is and and it's so interesting because it really is partly our culture, you know, in France, for example, women receive 10 sessions of pelvic floor therapy postpartum. And while it might not be the work exactly that I do, the point is, is that there is a huge acknowledgement, understanding of the importance of tending to this space in the postpartum period. And any indigenous culture has always tended to this space postpartum. Mm -hmm. Women have always received body work always among other things right right <laughs> but body work has always been one of those things and they know that because it's for the health the maternal health and for the longevity of their all of their people because like we talked about it being related to hormonal health it really is and so that's another reason why we tend to that space we tend to it in order to have organ alignment we tend to it so all of our bodily functions can can work properly um, without intervention 
or without pathology and issues. But then beyond the physicality of it, there's this whole other level of connecting to this space that goes far beyond what we can see. It goes far beyond the basics of our anatomy and basic physiology. Because connecting with this space, women are really receiving the knowledge and the guidance for their lives. And I always think of um, Don Julio. He was a South American healer and he taught, for example, um, Dr. Arvigo, the techniques for our um, mind abdominal massage that she teaches. But during his, his um, teachings with her, he also shared that in his village, in the morning time, everyone would sit by the fire and they would listen to the dreams of the women who were menstruating because they realized that they hold and held so much knowledge and guidance for the entire community that they looked to them in such reverence because they knew that they, they could guide everybody to whatever it was that the spirits wanted them to know, that they would guide the community to life and they would guide the community in a way where they were being supported by, you know, the, the, the spirits, so to speak. And so there's so much power in this space that we don't even get to hear about. We, you know, if anything, if we hear about the pelvic space, it's commercials trying to sell us things that pretend that we don't even have that space, <laughs> you know, that, that it doesn't bleed, that it doesn't um, clean itself, you know, that it's not amazing and awesome. It's all, it's all the opposite. So, so it's interesting to think about my journey in the pelvic space because I really came from knowing really very little to nothing other than the basics of, of anatomy and physiology to this place of really getting to see the way that it impacts every woman's life and that all women benefit from connecting to this space. Mm -hmm. Bingo. I love that message. I completely agree. And what you share of traditionally in various cultures, women while pregnant, after giving birth, you know, received body work, the pelvic floor was engaged with in various ways. And nowadays, all these things are considered an addition to care. They're a luxury. They're an extra thing that you can take or leave. You know, it's not really essential or all that crucial. You know, it's like, mm, 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 I think we got that one pretty backwards, actually, you know, massaging, pelvic floor health. I mean, those are, should be like at the top of the priority list for beings that are growing humans within their own bodies and then birthing these humans and then nurturing and caring for these humans. I mean, come on, massage is like the bare minimum. Uh, yeah. It really is. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's definitely undervalued um, as far as how much support it can bring into people's lives and how crucial of a role it can really play in supporting someone's well-being. Um, yeah, highly underrated. That's why I wanted to bring you on. I'm like, mm, we need to talk more about pelvic floor because I feel like some people still haven't even fully realized it's there. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if, if I in medical school had only just found out about it in that space, I mean, for most women, the lay, the lay person will never even think about it unless they're having issues and maybe a physician recommends it to them or their midwife recommends it to them. But I absolutely agree. It's like the more we can share that this work exists, it's such a gift. Mm -hmm. Big time. Absolutely. So are there any other aspects or golden nuggets you wanted to make sure you shared and let people know about regarding pelvic floor therapy and yeah, how they can engage with their pelvic floor, et cetera? Yeah. You know, I think one of the biggest things of connecting is just even being willing to put our hands in that space in a loving way that's non-sexual. So that ends up being really 
important. And another aspect is we can even do quite a bit self-care wise. For example, in the shower, and it's, it's um, quite a tense time in the world, so to speak. And so really any woman would benefit from this because really our safety is, it's, that, it's our safety chakra and feeling you know, in control and in power. And so since those things are really being questioned right now, and oftentimes, you know, women can use support in that realm anyway, really we can be placing a finger vaginally and you can be massaging the sides of your pelvic space. So avoiding the front and the back, which is where the urethra and the rectum are, but placing a finger almost like in your cheek, like the inside of your cheek and rubbing just on the inside and then vice versa on the other side, just rubbing the very inside of your cheek. And honoring that you don't need to go deep. I think a lot of women, when they think of self-care, they think that they need to be in that space in, a, in order to reach perhaps what they think they need to reach, they need to be very deep. But really, you can do a lot just on the surface or just close, close to, the, to the opening of, of the vaginal opening. So placing a finger in and just you know, sweeping from the front to the back on each side and just breath. I think that's the biggest thing is connection and breath. So being in that space, loving it tenderly without an agenda. Those are the biggest ones, connecting without an agenda because the body will shut down when we try to have a very rigid agenda. It narrows the field of what happens in that space. So, so those things can be really, really wonderful. And then... Another aspect can be doing basic, very basic, just meditations in the pelvic space, connecting. And in fact, maybe we can do that at the end, as I would love to take us through a meditation of grounding, of being in our pelvic bowl, and really placing seeds for what we want to grow in that space. And mm -hmm. I find that I come back to that again and again and again, whenever I feel like I'm out of energetic resonance. It's like a gift to myself and to those around me is to come back into my body and in that space yeah. and reset the, the resonance. Yeah, totally. Caring for yourself is not just a gift to you, but to others. So for those that are just always so ready to pour all their love into others, you can consider your own self-love practice as a way to give to others. <laughs> Absolutely. Because everyone is reading off of our energies as women. Mm -hmm. Whether it's our family, our children, our partners, our friends, our community, they're reading off of our energy. Big time. Yeah. Wow. Well, those are great tips. I'm going to try those myself. Thank you. That was wonderful. I love the shower one for sure. Um, I do have one question for you, actually. Uh, and I've, it's about it's kind of a can of worms, but it's about Kegels, but I feel like asking it because usually, you know, when people think about the pelvic floor, they're like, oh, totally Kegels. I know all about pelvic floor therapy. That's what it's all about. You know, it, the whole thing is just condensed down to Kegels. So yeah, I'll just leave that hot potato in your hands. What oh you my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think I've spoken to this so many times that I'm like a broken record, but I'm like, how could I forget this? <laughs> um, I don't recommend Kegels to women at all. They don't do anything. They're not helpful. And in fact, they can be the opposite. They can be detrimental to the space. And I'll tell you why. So at best, what Kegels do is they bring blood flow to the area, but they don't strengthen the area. And so, and I'll, and I'll say why. The reason why is that most women are doing Kegels and they're already disconnected from the space in general. Most women are not highly connected to the pelvic bowl. And so we're trying to engage a space that maybe we don't really understand. And for most women, there's imbalance. And so if there's an imbalance in that space, then we're engaging some muscles and we're not engaging other muscles. And as a result, the muscles that we are engaging are becoming hypertensive, meaning they're getting more tense because they're being used because the other muscles around them are not being used. And so we further the imbalance because the muscles that are able to engage are now getting overworked and tight and the muscles that are not are continuing to be weak. And so their imbalance grows. So as always, 
we want to bring connection. Connection is strength in the pelvic space, period. And so what I always do with women, and I work with women in this way, is to create deeper connection to those muscles in the pelvic floor to have greater control. And oftentimes, Kegels are recommended for women, let's say if they're leaking urine. That's a really common one. So a doctor will say, okay, we'll do your Kegels. But again, I find that for most women, it's not helpful that they either experience no benefit or their symptoms even get worse. And it's for this reason that I just don't recommend them. They're not helpful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you can lay off the kegels. If anything, I think for most women, it's almost a relief. <laughs> it's like, oh. totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure out there for people to do the kegels. <laughs> So yeah, thank you for sharing those insights. Because uh, yeah, I think people expect that to be the prescription when they go see a pelvic floor therapist. Like oh, that—that's just what they're gonna say. <laughs> but you know, letting them know, nope, that's actually really not it. And there's so much more to your services than that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's funny. That's not the uh, most common perspective or, you know, information that you find out there. So thank you for sharing. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for the question. Totally. Mm -hmm. So if people want to work with you, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, the best place to find me is through my website. It's www.dranne.com nd.com so it's dr ann a-n-n-e nd.com and that's a great way to just find out more about me and ask me any questions and see what i do offer nice and that does include some virtual support too if someone's not on oahu or yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i'll work with women um we call it holistic pelvic energetics and so from that we can also initiate and just tend to that space and bring connection to that space from afar and and in that way we can do it over the phone through zoom you name it it's amazing that we have all these abilities and if someone prefers and they're on oahu then we can do it here so there's lots of options beautiful all right well i'll make sure to put your website up in the podcast notes for people to check out and thank you learn more about you thank you annie for your time i really greatly appreciate you showing up here and sharing for as long as we have it's been a really rich conversation thank you yeah thank you um if it's okay then maybe i'll take us through a brief um what's the right word meditation pelvic meditation Absolutely. That is more than okay. So welcomed. Absolutely. Okay. So then I'm just going to invite everybody to get comfortable. To a comfortable space, whether you're seated, lying down, just get comfortable. Okay. And then I'm going to ask that in your mind's eye, you bring online somewhere in nature. And that can be a waterfall, a meadow, your backyard, somewhere made up, whatever feels right for you, just calling in somewhere in nature because nature is the ultimate resonance keeper. So by bringing that energy in, we're also supporting that foundation. So again, try to think about what that space feels like. If you can, see it in your mind's eye, smell the smells, allow your senses to just experience your place in nature. And from there, I'm gonna invite you to bring your attention and awareness to the base of your perineum, or the base of your sacrum. And from there, drawing a cord, or a root down into the earth and allowing this root to go down through the layers 
down into the core of the earth and feeling that connection and support. And next I'll have you bring your attention and awareness to your pelvic bowl, to the pelvic space. And so I'm gonna have you walk around this bowl. I'm gonna have you begin to clear this space. So you can do that with elements like water, air, fire, or smudge, a backhoe, a broom, whatever feels right for you. Walking around this space all the way around the pelvic bowl and giving your body permission to release anything that's not serving you. And your body will just release it. It doesn't want to hold it. So continuing to walk around and clearing the space. And going all the way till you've made full circle and allowing anything that's not serving you to go down the cord, down the root, down into the earth and letting the earth absorb this energy. And from there, bringing your attention and awareness over to your left ovary. And I'll invite you to place your hand over your left ovary. And breathing into the left half of your pelvic bowl and into your left ovary, like you're stoking a fire, seeing its light and warmth grow. And continuing to fill the left half of your pelvic bowl with your breath. And taking a moment to connect with this left ovary and asking if there's a message here for you. You could even ask, what do you need? And then just listen. Really honoring that the body speaks in a very simple way. It may very well reply back to you with you know, single words or an image, and you can just trust that. It may say it needs rest or light or love. And just be open to receiving. And then sending gratitude to your left ovary and bringing your attention and awareness over to your right ovary. And again, breathing into that space, placing your hand if you feel called over your right ovary. And again, with each breath, seeing the light and warmth of this ovary grow. Feeling the right half of your pelvic space and filling it with your breath. And taking a moment to connect with this ovary and again, asking if there's a message here for you or if there's something that this ovary needs. And then just listening. And then from there, just sending gratitude and love to this ovary, to your right ovary. And next, take a deep breath in. And this time I'm gonna have you breathe into both ovaries at the same time. So breathing into both ovaries, feeling that connection. The left ovary is often thought of as being that left energy that 
feminine energy and that right ovary, the masculine energy. And you can just imagine them working together in harmony as you breathe into both ovaries. And then from there, I'll invite you to bring your attention and awareness to your womb center, to your uterus. You can place your hands over your uterus in the center of your pelvis. And breathing into this space. And I'm going to invite you to just plant some seeds of what you want to grow in this space. So it could be help or guidance for the current situation. It could be trust in the patterns that are shifting. It could be something as simple as may I feel guided or may I feel supported. Whatever it is that you're wanting, just setting that intention here in this place. And again, sending love and gratitude to your womb center. And then now I'll have you bring your attention and awareness back to your pelvic bowl. And this time we're gonna walk around one more time, but instead of clearing this space, we're gonna bless it. So walking around this space and blessing this space, and that can be with images, um, that can be with glitter, light from the sun, whatever feels right for you. It could be words. One of my favorites is um, I am sacred, I am blessed. So just walking around this space, the full circle and blessing each area, each part of your body. And then one more time, feeling that root of connection down into the earth on the base of your perineum, feeling that root and connection and sending love and gratitude to your pelvic space, knowing that this space is here for you to always come back to whenever your energy feels off or you feel disconnected, always come back here and realign and create energetic resonance. I realize that it's very relaxing too. <laughs> Incredibly, <laughs> which is wonderful. I felt like it melted me right into the profound depths of my womb, which is where I was trying to focus on. So. Oh, yeah, and yeah. thank you. Mm -hmm. And I, one thing that I wanted to say was, is oftentimes in the very beginning, I just want to let women know that it can be really normal to not be able to either see some of those spaces in your mind's eye or have difficulty connecting internally to those spaces, or you may feel really spacey or just disconnected in general. And I just want to let you know that's really normal, especially initially, but just to just keep trying. Just keep, keep initiating that connection and it will come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can't harp that enough. I've personally experienced that myself where it's like, I don't know what these images, I don't know what this person is trying to talk about. Like, I don't see any of that. So, or, you know, even with, yeah, you know, how do we be present with a part of us that we're just not that familiar with? You know, it takes time. So give yourself the time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. And don't expect that, you know, we're going to have this superb connection tomorrow, you know, or that like it should be at a certain level right away. Right? right. That's like the patriarchy. We can just know that wherever we're at is where we're meant to be at. And really the goal is just to start having a connection. Start even thinking about the fact that you could, if that's where we're going to start, start there. Yeah, exactly. It's like, 
you've never talked to someone in your life. You walk by them every day and you never say anything. You don't even look at them. You don't acknowledge them. And then one day you decide to change that. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to say hi. And then they don't say hi back. And you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, well, you, know, it was like a, you never said hi before. That was weird, you know? So it's like, keep saying hi. You might not get a response, but over time, um, you know, you just might. You probably will. It's just, you know, especially like if we've been ignoring the messages from the womb and shutting them down and saying, no, no, that's silly and repressing those messages, you know, it's going to take a while for them to feel safe enough to come back out. Um, but it's absolutely true. It's, it's, um, and Tammy Kent calls it deer medicine, right? It's like at the slightest, slightest little, you know, light or any sign of danger, it's, it's gone. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's really like we have to invite this and we have to tend to this in a really sweet and feminine way yeah. that allows for that to come through. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Great analogy for it. It feels like that sometimes for sure. Yeah. So it's creating that safe space. Like, Hey, I know we've, you know, in the past I've said, it's not okay for this part of myself to come up, but now I'm saying it is okay. And it is safe. And I do love you. And I am sorry for those times I said your voice was silly but I want to reconnect. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the body always wants to, right? It's, yeah. it's endlessly loving us, our bodies. Totally. Absolutely. Well, thank you for inviting me and everyone to just love themselves that much more and all these kind of hidden parts of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you. Appreciate mm -hmm. it. Totally. All right, listeners, thanks for staying tuned this long. And thank you, Annie, for all your love and wisdom today. Yeah. Thank all you right. so much. It's always such a pleasure to chat with you. Yeah, likewise. Okay. Bye. <laughs>